Hi, I'm Corey Fruitman, founder of Instant House Call, and you're listening to the App Guy Podcast. The App Guy Podcast. Straight from your host, Paul, the App Guy. Sharing his app entrepreneur journey with you for your enjoyment. The App Guy Podcast. Welcome to another episode of the App Guy podcast. It's your host here. I'm Paul Kemp, and it's my job to go and source some of the best speakers and guests from around the world. And today I want to really focus on how important it is to network and to encourage word of mouth marketing. And for that reason, I've got Tim Roberts. Uh, Tim, it's a really warm welcome to you on the App Guy podcast. Oh, thank you for having me. I'm uh, excited to be here. So you are the owner and founder of SuccessThroughReferrals.com and also you, you actually host your own podcast as well, uh, which is under the same name. That's correct, yes. So perhaps you could tell us uh, you know, uh, a little bit about yourself. It would be great you know, to share with the audience uh, a little bit about your journey, uh, what encouraged you to join BNI and uh, what encouraged you to start a podcast. Sure. Yeah. Um, right now, my, I'm on a kind of a personal mission. I'm a big believer in finding what your passion is in life. And if you find your passion and you make that uh, your career, I, I firmly believe that's when you ultimately become successful. And, you know, success means different things to different people. But I, I firmly believe that you never really are successful unless you find your passion. And I was fortunate enough to find my passion is is teaching and supporting people and coaching them on what is the the oldest way of doing business, but I believe is also now the most important way of doing business in our new economy, uh, word of mouth marketing. And and some people call that networking and networking is more of an activity, but just in, form, in terms of actual how word of mouth marketing uh, works and how to make your business more efficient and effective and most importantly, enjoyable through that. My journey started uh, 13 years ago, actually, when I got into the, the business world and corporate and sales, doing selling uh, life insurance products and financial planning as an intern in college and then starting my own career. And that's how I actually got involved with BNI, the world's largest networking organization, was as a member and um, was very successful at it in building my business that way, And but was miserable and, and hated selling life insurance and found that as I was going through my membership, I started getting more and more involved in BNI as an organization and eventually became partners and, and made it a full-time thing. And over the last decade of owning BNI franchises, I own five BNI franchises across the U.S. and I uh, have almost 3,000 clients and members in that. Um, it really hit home on, on how little word-of-mouth marketing is really taught out there, that everybody who enters business, whether it's developing apps or in sales or whatever they're doing, they all know that they want more referrals. They all know that they should be networking in some format to get those referrals, but very few people know how to do it. And it's just not a topic that's really taught out there. People get into sales training. They get into, into all kinds of trainings on skill sets, but it's not actually something that is discussed or or that there are formal classes for. And we were good at doing that in BNI, but um, there are so many different ways uh, to get out there and, and to network yourself, especially today with all the different technology. So I started the Success Through Referrals podcast and I started the successthroughreferrals.com 
as a way to start teaching and supporting people on true word-of-mouth marketing and how it really works. Well, Tim, I'm a really big fan of uh, BNI. I actually used to belong to the organization for about a year and a half. Uh, And one of the other things, uh, as well as helping you grow your business, is almost the uh, belongingness that you get from the community. Uh, There's no other networking organization where you meet so regularly and you actually get to really know the businesses in there and the people and they become friends and uh, obviously important allies and referrals for your business. Uh, so how important is it, the aspect of, you know, because a lot of us here are solopreneurs, entrepreneurs, uh, w- working remotely, and it can be sort of somewhat isolated. What would you say mm-hmm. to someone thinking of joining BNI and, you know, maybe looking for a, a belongingness out, out of the organization? Well, that's definitely one of the best intrinsic values of BNI that I talk a lot about. I, I am firmly still, uh, when I talk about success through referrals and teaching people all the different formats, it's because there are so many different ways to network your business, but the most effective uh, way still remains BNI as an organization for, for many reasons. And one of the main reasons is the consistency and the team building that really takes place. I know in my regions, I talk a lot about, you know, BNI throughout the world calls their groups chapters, but I look at them as success teams that what a BNI chapter really is, is a team of local business professionals, diverse businesses, by the way. Uh, it really can, it, people go, well, is it the right fit for this profession or that profession? And my answer is always yes. If you're looking to build your business through word of mouth marketing, it's the right fit if you have the right mindset. And the mindset needs to be that you're joining a team of people who all have visions of success that they want to accomplish in their lives. And I was, you know, firmly believe that we don't go out networking for referrals. We go out networking for what the referrals allow us to do. And you have this team of people who all have these visions and have decided that, you know what, we can do this better together. And by helping each other and living the philosophy of giver's gain that BNI believes in, which is the law of reciprocity, than we ever could on our own. But the only way that really works is if you truly engage in that activity and mean that you have a team of people that want you to help them as much as you want them to help you in return. And it's a great way to kind of feel connected with people because everybody's out there trying to accomplish uh, their thing. They're, we all have this vision of success that we want to do. And that and that makes us um, not only unique in our own sense that we have our own vision, but it makes us a lot like each other too. It's a camaraderie building activity. Um, and I think that's one of the best things about BNI. People join for the referrals, but they stay because of the relationships. Yeah, I, I'd like to appeal to the audience there that, you know, they should uh, actually now go ahead and look for their local BNI. You know, I, I'm a big advocate of it. And uh, that's why I was so keen to get you on the show. And But, but in terms of all your uh, chapters, that your franchises that you own uh, or run, um, do you have many app developers sitting on the uh, in the, the organizations? Not off the top of my head that I can really think about, which is, means it's a great opportunity yeah. for somebody to get involved. I was thinking because that because it's, so, it's really hard to get in. You know, if I went in initially as a website builder and I could, uh, I could, yeah. I could not get in uh, to several. That of we have a lot of. Yeah, yeah, that we have a lot of. Um, it is, you know, for people listening who may not be aware, BNI is a one person per profession organization, which means in a chapter, we only have one person that does any specific type of job. Um, because we're building a team and that's hard to do if you have competitors and they're always competing. So, you know, we have our professions that are locked out of everything. Website development is definitely one of them, real estate, et cetera. But application development really isn't. And what that, why I say that's a huge opportunity 
Some people would look at it and say, well, see, it's not the right fit, and I disagree. It's a huge opportunity because you would be able to thus um, fully take advantage of the power of the global network that BNI is. Um, a lot of people are, you know, kind of stick to their local chapter in their town, but BNI is in 52 countries. There's 6,500 chapters. There's 165,000 members around the world. So if you're in an industry that can get into a chapter and start building those local relationships, but you offer a product or service that's not widely offered, I mean, you literally could tap into a global network and you have instant value and credibility just by being in uh, this organization that makes you like-minded to the other people in there. So they, they, you, you kind of get that instant boost of credibility. And so it's a huge advantage. Yeah, the only thing I would suggest is that they have to have a good discussion with the website developer first to make sure they're not treading yes. on the guy's toes. Uh, yeah, but uh, yeah, no, was, I loved that because the uh, because uh, there were w one different uh, business for each uh, seat at the BNI, then it just meant that there was no conflict of interest, and uh, most people got on because there were it was uh, cooperative rather than competitive. Right. And that's the whole idea. It's very difficult to build these strong relationships if you got four people asking for the same referral all to compete with each other. So uh, I was looking I was looking through uh, some of your podcasts and uh, I definitely encourage anyone listening to go and check them out because there's so much interesting content on there. You talk about uh, creating your own rat pack. And, mm -hmm. you know, in Internet marketing, we see a lot of rat packs. We are successful gurus that kind of uh, are grouped together. And I uh, just wondered, uh, perhaps you could expand on that, you know, how we go about creating our own rat pack. Yeah, so a rat pack for me stands for a referral alliance team. It's when you build a team around you of people who are in similar complementary fields as yours, but don't necessarily compete with you that you can develop, um, another way to look at it would be the good old boys club, right? I mean, that's kind of the way it was always described, that you get this tight niche group that it has an extra level of commitment to them who can should be able to and create the systems to easily pass consistent referrals to each other based on the fact that they share customer bases and they share target markets. And it's a way to really align yourself with people that you trust, build a deep relationship where it's almost a partnership in a way you know, so where if I was in your rat pack, every time I had a business meeting with somebody that we shared a target market with, my goal was to try to get you in the door as well. So it's almost like you're having the sales meeting every time I'm having the sales meeting. And it's really taking uh, advantage of the power of numbers, right? So if I can get a rat pack, and rat packs are small, but if I can get a, a pack of us together, a five of us, and you know, and we each have 10 or 20 sales meetings a week. Well, now I'm having 50 to 100 sales meetings a week without having to physically go to 50 or 100 sales meetings a week based on those relationships and understanding and um, processes that we build together. So on success through referrals, it's a big piece of what I train people on is how to truly develop it, who, what professions you should be developing it with, and, and then how to kind of organize it and run it and keep it focused. Yeah, I'm just thinking of uh, the potential for app developers which is the community that listens to this uh, podcast and mm -hmm. you know the, when I was there the busiest person in the room was the website guy because he was always being asked to build a website I mean every business no matter what it was wanted some presence online and right. uh, given that the world is moving mobile and there's a lot of demand for uh, mobile development uh, mobile websites and uh, mobile apps I can imagine that actually there could be a good opportunity for an app developer to, uh, I guess, attract a lot of business. Uh, maybe the challenge for that 
person joining BNI would would be to actually be giving the referrals out. Uh, you know, given that, that there is a diverse uh, group of businesses, and uh, you know whether they come into contact with uh, people buying life insurance or uh, wanting their you know plumbing fixed or whatever the, the businesses are, mm-hmm. I guess that that could be a challenge for the the app developer to get those referrals. Uh, it it is in terms of uh, your immediate mindset about it being, you know, I'm working on these apps, I'm kind of a, a solopreneur, I'm in my office, I'm doing that stuff, where am I going to see those opportunities? Or my clients are, are people who buy and use my app online. And, and I get that, that, but the truth is, you're actually walking by referrals for all those people right now, you just don't know it. And so the beauty of BNI, and, and really you can accomplish this with any networking, but it's, it's much easier in BNI. And this is again why I started Success Through Referrals, is to get people to kind of understand how word of mouth marketing works, is that your contacts that that provide you the potential referrals go so far deeper than people using your app. It's your friends, your family, your past colleagues. All your network is pretty vast. They say the average person knows 250 people. Um, I argue for people who are in business, it's much deeper than that. But you know, you have all these contacts. The problem is you just don't know when somebody needs these services. And, and they might be telling you in different ways that they need these services that just aren't obvious to you yet. And what you need to do is when you're networking with people is learn what are the triggers, what are the little subtle things that would tell me they may be a good referral for you that I don't notice right now. And so why BNI is so great at it is because that's the whole purpose of a BNI meeting is on a weekly basis you're getting together and you're hearing people do their weekly presentations where they should be teaching you that exact thing. And so a lot of times people get concerned, like, oh, I'm not going to have the referrals. And I say, don't worry about it. It's, it's the job of the other members to teach you where those referrals are, because you do have them. You just don't realize it yet. So, Tim, And it's not your fault. <laughs> so uh, given that you are a word of mouth expert and, you know, you've built this uh, website, uh, successfullyreferrals.com and the podcast, uh, I'm really interested in what you've got on your smartphone. Uh, I believe you've got a smartphone. Is it an iPhone, Android? What, what do you carry? I do carry an iPhone. Right, okay. And, right, so a little free publicity for them, I suppose. It, yeah, it seems um, like a, it's actually a, one of the most popular devices in the U.S. It seems like everyone I speak to in the U.S. has a, a, an iPhone. Yeah, I, I think it was more because my uncle sold phones and that was the one he pushed me towards. <laughs> uh, but, and I had to get away from the BlackBerry. But yeah. I do have an iPhone um, and my apps are, are all over the place, really, and different things I, I use it for. I mean, obviously, the first the, the app I probably use the most often right now is the iTunes podcast app. As I have a bunch of shows, I drive a lot or if I'm not driving and I'm working on something, I listen uh, to a lot of podcasts. I'm a big believer in constant learning that you know, listening to music is, is good and I enjoy it, but ultimately I use it more as a mood setting thing than anything else. Like if I'm, if I want to get pumped up or go to work out, but otherwise I'm listening to something to learn. So I, I have the podcast app for that. And do you actually listen, do you listen to podcasts in the car? I do. Yeah. Yep. So I, I think that's the big challenge car, for so. podcasts because uh, it's so easy to ch- jump in the car and to switch on the radio. And, you know, we're right. waiting for the day when uh, there's integration with Siri and the cars and uh, my parents have just got a brand new car and there's no CD and there's, there's full integration with Bluetooth. And so it's just a lot easier yep. then to stream podcasts to uh, the radio. And so I do think that's one of the hurdles that we're all waiting for in the podcast community is uh, the the day when people start switching off from, uh, you know, 10 ads per five minutes on a radio and start right, realizing right. that they can actually learn something really educational. Uh, for example, this interview. And it's coming. 
it's coming. I think more and more cars now with the Bluetooth. That's what mine is. So it it's, it it easily connects. But um, there was news articles out there about uh, iTunes um, being in. I think there's like 10 million cars over the next couple of years where it's going to be right in the dash. And so you're going to see you're going to start seeing it coming. But I'm a big believer. Uh, so I use that part, that app all the time. I use a lot of um, news apps just to kind of get quick news tidbits. I was going through this real quick for. Uh, all the different ones that I use. I even have apps that uh, my studio is not at my house. It's at my office and it's in a separate building. And I actually have the app that allows me to turn the heat on and off before I get there. <laughs> so that's a nice app for me. That, <laughs> oh, tell me, you know, tell me about that app. What, what is that app? Yeah, it's called Honeywell it is a company that sells, um, they sell the, the thermostats. And so you, you put the thermostat on and, and then it's integrated through the internet with an app that, I can, when I leave the, the studio, I turn the heat off. And then, you know, in the morning when I wake up or if I go to a meeting before, before I go to the office, uh, to the studio, I just jump on the app, turn the heat to what I want. And when I'm there, it's, it's, I'm not waiting for the place that's already warmed up, but it makes it much more efficient instead of heating the studio at all times when I'm not there. So just a way to kind of uh, control your resources if you will, your heating and stuff like that. Well, in uh, the 94 episodes that we've recorded for the App Guide podcast, that's the first time that's been mentioned. And I do, I do think that sounds the coolest app. It is pretty cool. And it's it's very convenient because before I had done it, I used to come in, and especially I live in New England in the United States, very cold winters. Um, before I figured that out, it was always a pain because I would have to come to the studio, turn on the heat, and then wait. And it was just downtime. Um, or I'd be sitting there freezing in the studio working while the heat was trying to come on. So uh, that has worked out a lot better for me. Well, Tim, you know, we love to come up with app ideas on this show. And already I'm thinking uh, that the benefits of almost uh, controlling something remotely, I mean, it started off with PCs and laptops and and, and obviously then yep. it's moving into the home and, and thermostats. We can really extend that to so much stuff in our, our lives. I mean, uh, you know, given that the remote connections, we we could almost uh, turn the oven on. Um, you know, maybe put yeah. put the microwave on. <laughs> you know, I mean, the, the, I guess the it's uh, put the lights on. It's good. Yeah, the future is coming. It's going to be a nice one someday when you can go. You leave in your office, you hit, hit an app, and by the time you get home, dinner's ready. That'd be awesome. Yeah, and then the app predicts the traffic so that uh, <laughs> it, it would adjust the heat depending on how long the traffic is going to take for you to get home. <laughs> <laughs> It's all about efficiency, but yeah, I mean, I have all kinds of different things on here that some I use daily. Some of them are just more on there for convenience things, but those would be the main ones I use. And then obviously your social networking ones, the Facebooks, the Twitters, just to kind of see what's going on with those. I think the one that I actually use um, that integrates and makes my life a lot easier has actually been uh, the Google Calendar app for me has been because I can that all syncs everything for me from my Google Calendar online to in my phone to my Outlook um, if I make a change in one place it pops up everywhere and that just that's been awesome for me to make sure that no matter where I am I see my most up to date calendar yeah and actually for me that's been a lifesaver and it's so so much easier to use than it was like several years ago but the, the key yeah. thing for me uh, running this podcast show has been uh, the resource called Schedule Once and schedule yep. once, yeah, that's that's been a, a game changer in regards to uh, just being uh, really organized with uh, guest interviews and uh, it, full integration into Google Calendar. Yeah, and I'm just starting to actually get uh, familiar with that. I just started using it, and it's it's good too if you 
um, not only for podcasts, but I do a lot of coaching calls with people for word of mouth marketing and individual coaching. It's much easier that way to send that out and let them schedule their time that already fits in my calendar. And, and so that's a great, great resource. Now, Tim, before we say goodbye, because uh, I know that we're running out of time here, but uh, we often like to try to flesh out an, a new app idea. And the way we do that is to discuss with you perhaps pain points in your business right now, things that are frustrating you, uh, things that you we, we could look to improve through the use of an app. And so would you be able to just uh, think back through uh, I don't know, the last few weeks, maybe the last few months, and and try to think about what's been a big pain point for you logistically or um, even in your personal life and then we can we can try and flesh out an idea for a new app that's actually a really good question um i don't know that there's something i think my biggest pain point for mine is between running five bni franchises and success through referrals the online training app you know application for that and then the podcast i actually do a bni podcast too um so between doing the the all the different shows that I do, um, what would be a really yeah, good yeah. So Some, so so you actually record those shows in a a studio. Yep, yep. I well, it's a it's a green screen because I do all the video shooting and then the podcast editing and every and shooting all in one studio that I built. Because uh, the success through referrals is all high def green screen video trainings. Now what? Okay, so here's an idea. Um, I, I, obviously, we're we're into the economy. It's called the share economy, and a lot of us don't have access to that great equipment. And I'm almost thinking of an app. You know where you can just put your room uh, up for rent uh, through Airbnb. Uh, what about an app that's f- totally focused on uh, renting out uh, professional studios? That's actually a good idea. Where you can, uh, you know, you can go on there and see what's available, where, and times, and you can just kind of schedule yourself. Uh, it would almost be like a schedule once, right? But only for space rental. Yes, I guess it would be uh, like schedule once, Airbnb, but but purely for people wanting to record video. Uh, for example, I don't have a video, uh, you know, professional video studio. Uh, I would have to go mm-hmm. and pay for that. And yeah, just having the ability to, uh, like an Uber type app or uh, Airbnb where I could uh, locate it through GPS and uh, then... I could see the price of how much it would cost. That means it would give you the ability to make some money from uh, your space if you're prepared to, you know, j- jump into the, the share economy. That's just an idea completely off the top of my head there. There you go. I like it. That's a, that was a good idea. The other one I was going to say too, and I don't, there probably is one, but who really knows? I have, I do three different podcasts uh, every week. I do a BNI one for my members, which anybody can check out. It's called Regional BNI Podcast. I do the Success Through Referrals, and I actually do another one called the Tap Handle Show, which is a podcast on beer. <laughs> That's, it would that be sounds really good. cool. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot of fun. Uh, check that one out. That one's a totally different topic. Um, it'd be really good, though, if I had an app that I could open and see the statistics of all three shows very easily because right now I have to go through the internet and pull up and then change between the shows. It's not very, I can do it, but it's not as convenient as if I just pulled up an app and it, I could click on the show and get all the stats that I want. That's obviously a a really painful point for me as well. Uh, Just the whole statistics thing with uh, podcasting, because, you know, here we are, we're moving away from radio. Uh, Google have this amazing analytics for people visiting websites, but when it comes to listening to a podcast show, 
it's it's really challenging. We don't know what a real download is, whether the download was listened to, whether it was automatically downloaded, um, subscribers, you know, people streaming. Uh, it's just uh, the statistics for podcasting, I think, is um, it, it really needs improvement and uh, some clever yeah, and depending And depending on the host you use, you get different stats, and that's the challenge. I had one show on Podbean that allowed me to see downloads versus plays, but then wouldn't give me geographical stuff. Where are they being downloaded? Where are they being played? All that kind of stuff. And Libsyn, which is the one I use now, um, gives me far more statistical stuff, but doesn't allow me to see downloads versus plays and that kind of stuff. So, and, and again, they're all online, so it'd be great if you had an application that even no matter where you hosted it, it was able to pull whatever stats you had into that one app. And at least I could see what I'm getting now anyways, but in a more convenient way. There you go. So it's a podcasting statistics app that collates all the different information that's actually out there, maybe some clever use of APIs and brings it into one common resource. And then you just go in every day, you can see that maybe you get alerts for when uh, certain events are triggered. You know, like a, yeah, hit a thousand downloads, ten thousand downloads, whatever. Yeah, uh, great. Okay, well, that's an yeah. awesome idea. So, if you're listening, there, I mean, there's two ideas for you already to uh, create a couple of apps, and uh, I think you've got two people that would buy. I'd I'd pay, I'd pay five ninety nine, ten ninety nine for one of those. Now, the podcasting one I'd be all about, and it's a growing industry, so that might be a huge opportunity for somebody. <laughs> Tim, it's been a real joy. Uh, thanks for joining us. Um, before we say goodbye, it'd be great to just uh, understand where we can connect and reach out to you. Yeah, absolutely. You can get uh, in contact with me at either successthroughreferrals.com or we're, we're on all the social media stuff, Facebook and, and Twitter um, through there as well. And, and definitely check out the show. It, I know it doesn't seem like it would be the natural fit with apps and networking, but I think we talked a lot about today why it is. And uh, check out the Success Through Referrals podcast and uh, let me know what you think. Yeah, I'm going to subscribe to that and uh, I'll, I'll give it a review as well. And that's the other thing that's really uh, challenging is getting people to actually review. And uh, I love the beer one as well. Maybe um, I could be one of your beta testers for that podcast. <laughs> yeah, you're going to have to check it out. It's on this called The Tap Handle Show. We're interviewing all kinds of different brewers and, and people in the industry. And taste. You know, I take one for the team and taste test a different beer every week for you. So it's uh, it's me and a co-host, which is a unique challenge as well. But it's a lot of fun. And and give you, I'll give you one other thing. If you're listening to this, when it comes to word of mouth marketing, it's all about relationship building. The best way you, and the quickest way you build a relationship with somebody is by giving back to them and giving them some value. So if you're listening to the show, take the two seconds and uh, leave it a review and let's all help uh, Paul will help your show grow and get more audience it's basically a way of giving you a testimonial so that more people find the show and you have a bigger impact so if you're finding value make sure you take time to do that oh, I love that that's a great way to leave it so Tim thanks for joining us it's been a real pleasure uh, all the best with everything let, let us know if there's anything we can do to help you uh, but in the meantime just leaves me to say goodbye and uh, all the best thank you Thank you for listening to this podcast. Stay tuned for the next episode. If you want to be a guest on the show or suggest someone, then please send an email to info at onemob.com. The App Guy Podcast.